Hello, my name is James Pikeaway. Welcome to the Rove Hotel podcast. And in this episode, we are speaking with Spencer Black about food. Food, yeah. <laughs> Something you eat. How's that? I, I'm or drink. I, I'm I really curious how you even got into the hospitality industry, but how you got into the food business. Food business. Yeah. Actually, you know, growing up in uh, Southern California, my folks and I, we used, and sister, we used to go out a lot for dinner. You know, the the wrong side of the tracks to the Mexican uh-huh, restaurant, uh-huh, uh-huh. best place in town. Yeah, best fish tacos you ever had. Absolutely. No, it, it was, you know, doing school, not really good at it, to be honest. I think some people are just like that way. You know, you're, I'm just not good at math. Can't deal with it. Can't mm-hmm. write, can barely scribble. So I tried college. It was horrible. Failed out. And then I started working construction. And I thought it was a hobby. And then one day the boss came up to me with a bucket of like tools for doing cement work. And he handed it to me. He's like, here you go. Here's the rest of your life. And I was just like, uh, no, no. And then left that day and started kind of dishwashing, working in kitchens and then went to a school to see if I really wanted to do it. Enjoyed that. So just continued on. It's just kind of, I just, it felt like I just fell into it. I just enjoyed it. And then I, I got to go to New York and worked in New York for a few years and then traveled to Asia and I was like, you know, somebody who was like me from my neighborhood growing up and then I'm traveling the world. I'm like, this is bizarre. I'm traveling the world flipping burgers. This is awesome. You know, how did you get to the UAE? I was, I was back in New York after September 11th. The job went away, hit up a headhunter guy called Patrick Lands called me on my birthday in New York while I was putting drywall up in lower Manhattan. <laughs> and he said, do you want a job in Dubai? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, let's go. And so and, here you are at the Rove Hotel. I, well, I think in a few days, it's 19 years in uh, the UAE. What was the transition to coming over to the Rove? I was working with Imar in uh, Vita, uh, Manzel, and Pavilion. So I re- reopened Vita, reopened Manzel, and redid the Pavilion. Had my food trucks on the street. You know, California boy, I got to have that. It was just, I was working over there, and this place was being open and originally I had a concept for Vita that they brought over to Rove and kind of adapted it. And then three days before the Rove downtown opened, they pulled me in. You do it. <laughs> Off you go. So I had three days. Tell, tell me all about the daily concept because this is, this is kind of cool. We try to call it like a lifestyle cafe where you come in, it's simple, hearty, easy food. The one thing that I'm always proud about that what we do is we're, we're very consistent across all the rows, but I think our food quality really surprises people because usually when you go into a three-star hotel, you're looking at, uh, you know, my option is chicken wings or, which isn't a bad thing, don't get me wrong, but it, it's like we, we want to have healthy salads, you know, fresh, fresh, more fresh foods. And then we have, you know, the simpler stuff, you know, you got to have a burger and a club on there, you know, yeah. which is, but that's, that's par for the course. So they say there's a place that you can go, you can work, you can sit in, have a, have a great coffee, open up your laptop, do some work, have a, have a healthy kind of lighter lunch. That's a, that's, that's where I get it. That's it's my thing with it. Keeping up with, with the brand, it's great food, it's consistency, as you, as you said, but it's also environmentally responsible and, and a whole bunch of other things that become built into this brand that, that easily, as I'm thinking about it, takes you right back to your SoCal roots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We did one that kind of went off the rails a bit. I did a bring in your plastic. Mm-hmm. And we'll recycle it for you. And then for each bottle that came in, I would give you a dirham uh, for it. Now, we've changed that because at one time we had people showing up with 5,000 bottles and 
30 people and we were like, okay, so we were only doing it once a week. Now we do it every day. You bring me 20 bottles. We do recycle them. They go to Sharjah and they, we have, we track where it goes and the, what do we give 50% off after that? So 50% off your bill, you know? So it was just a, it was a good thing to, it's really hard to get rid of plastic here in the Middle East because, you know, the drinking water or different aspects. So instead of trying to throw it away, we're like, we'll recycle it for you and we'll give you a discount on yeah. top of it. All the biodegradable stuff that it, we introduced for the packaging and has been, I've been using it for a really long time. It's just now that it's kind of seems to come into the mainstream, you kind of say something about it a little bit more. But before it just seemed like the right thing to do. Tell me about the food truck concepts that, that you've really embraced as well. Yeah, well, the first ones I brought in, uh, I think it was like the second or third in the country to bring uh, food trucks in. The, the food truck kind of, it, it, for me, it was always about like the spirit of it. You know, here it kind of went a little bit mainstream, but when we brought it in, we really wanted to have that picnic table on the side of the road. We started doing a, not really fancy food, but more of kind of like an L.A. mixture of brisket, bao bun, and tacos with popcorn and shrimp and then everybody would come up to us and say like burger you know so <laughs> we we went we started going down the burger way but we had a lot of cool stuff that we would do with them and even with our little trucks it's great that if you're doing an event outside usually the the old-fashioned way of doing catering is you cooked everything in the hotel you put it in a hot container you drove to a site you set up a buffet and everybody stood there and waited for people to eat so this was trying to bring the kitchen to the client so we can make everything fresh there. Sounds really interesting. The, the potential that you have to create new concepts yeah. out of the, the whole food truck idea is, is exciting. I mean, what, what keeps you excited as, as a person who's working in, in the food and beverage industry and at the Rove Hotels? Well, working, working with Rove, I, I've always been able to kind of let my mind go and, and not be penciled into, okay, you're, you're an American guy, you're the chef, you can only do this and then that. They let me kind of experiment with everything. You know, let's, let's try doing dinners in a garbage skip to focus on uh, recycling food. It sounds awful, but, you know, like ugly carrots, you know, instead of throwing them away, we'll take them and we'll use them and we'll make something out of it. And so bringing in food trucks and the potential that we can do with that and we can go out, we do which is weird. I, I do a lot of movie catering, which is uh, an interesting little side that nobody really knows exists here. Yeah. But you know movies are done here. Yeah. But who's the guy that actually feeds the 400 people a day? And, I, and I've, I've got to do that a few times. <laughs> when, when you think of the different properties and you think of your task, how do you keep the venues where people are coming to buy food in the hotels? How do you keep them distinct from the hotel? I mean, they're part of the hotel, but how do you keep their identity their own? It, it's, a, it's a hard thing. Because each hotel has got a very particular <coughs> feel, whether you're downtown particular or... Particular feel, uh, particular customers yeah. uh, that come in. You know, a lot of variety, whether you're going to the marina or you're going to city center, maybe the clientele that are staying in that hotel or the demographic is, is completely different. And you're just trying, like I was saying before, it was just trying to keep it consistent and, and, a, and a good quality. It's It's... One of those hard things about hotels, to be honest, is a lot of times people don't look at hotels if they're European or from the West, that a hotel is where you'd go and have a good dinner. You know, they're always wanting to go out to the freestanding and they want yeah. to go out to the little little restaurants. And here in Dubai, there's an uh, old plethora of them. That, yeah. I mean, there's so many restaurants here. It's almost too much, but that's when, story. How much of a rotation do you have on your menus? Now we're doing, we're rotating every six months. 
Now, in the high season, we were rotating every month. That's a lot of work. Yeah. So each hotel, so five hotels, six, but five I run, was changing the menu on a monthly basis. It was a lot of work. That's a lot yeah. of work for the staff. But it, it also it, keeps it, them excited because yes, they, get, exactly. they get variety, they get change, say. they get something different. Then on one side of the menu, we had a, a menu that really didn't change. Was, we called it the usual suspects. So the usual suspects were beef burger, chicken burger, pizza, pasta, you know, just yeah. the, you know, the real basic kind of what everybody expects sometimes. The, the other menu, we were doing that as a rotation, like I said, on a monthly basis. So if you can imagine, I was doing every month probably like five tastings, but it, it gave the staff a lot of excitement because if you're only doing menus at like twice a year it gets very boring and a lot of times kitchen kitchen work especially is very monotonous you know you just come in okay today i have to cut veg i have to yeah. slice onion i have to cut bread but when it changes a lot then it's really good one of the things i love about the venues when i've when i've gone there and it, this is going to be the this is going to be the craziest thing and, and maybe it's by design is i love the fact that i say yeah, can i just have a, a, cu- a cup of water and I get a nice, you know, lemon in the water. They've got a whole big pitcher there that it's coming out of. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's that little thing mm. that, in a sense, I've often wondered, who's the person behind this? Because it's kind of a taste of home where, you know, you just glass of water arrives. Yeah. Going to Australia. Because everywhere you went in Australia, you get, a, you get a bottle of water on the table. It's like, yeah. no ask. States, you know, the same. You get a pitcher, water. Yeah. So here we just, we just put water onto the side and here, here you go. Water is one of those things that, for me, it should always be free. I was like, why are we paying for this? You know, yeah. you, you have the, like the water brigade when you go out for dinner, Yeah. you know, like, you know, <laughs> try this artisanal water. How about this water? And I was like, oh, what's the, what's the flavor difference between the two? No, it should be there. It should be free. There's no, it's like air. So here's, here's, here's a question for you. You've got five venues that you're running the F&B for. You're coming from SoCal. Yeah. Do you have the In-N-Out Burger style menu where you've got something that's uh, not on the menu? Because everyone, those who don't know In-N-Out Burger, See, yeah, there's five the things on the menu, but there's 40 things not on the menu that you can order. Yeah. Do you, do you have uh, the unwritten menu that I can come and order off of? No, no, I haven't, uh, <laughs> haven't tempted that one, but I love that one. Yeah, that's, that's actually a great idea. I'll put that down. We'll have the secret. The, secret the, the row of secret menu. menus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. What you can take. Uh, yeah, don't talk to me about in and out. <laughs> what, what would be your, your if, if someone's coming to one of the venues and they're coming to one of your restaurants, what would be your, hey, you must try this? Not to put you on the spot. Yeah, not to put me on the spot. You know, it, it, for me, I'm always one of these guys that, that my food dictates my mood, right? So it's always like what I feel like. Do, you know, I'm oh, coming to tired today. Maybe I'll just have a burger. And then you, you look at some of our other side where you have, you know, the chicken dish that's, that's done really well. You know, you, people are shocked. Me, my fallback in this hotel, every hotel that I go to is ordering the falafel salad. It's simple. Describe it to us. And, well, you know, fried yeah, know. falafel. Yeah. yeah. So uh, feta cheese, lettuce, beetroot, pine seeds, and like a tahina dressing. For me, it's, it's simple and the flavors are great. That's the go-to. For me, yeah. The next guy might be uh, something else. I'm not sure. I look forward to seeing what's coming next on, you know, as, as you move to new venues, as you've got new specialty items yeah, that might yeah, come up. Yeah, look at Lemaire. Lemaire, we're going. Uh, surf. It ha- yeah, exactly. We, it's the same kind of thing. He's hawk- There's a food truck there. Taco. You've got a food truck there. Yeah. And, you know, shrimp taco, fish taco, more, more a little bit of the seafood side. We were playing with the menu the other day and, you know, we started with grilling octopus and, um, you know, little shrimp uh, skewers, you know, but yeah. nice little 
roast garlic and prawns yeah. and all. This is a three star hotel. As you said, this is a mid range hotel. Yeah. The food is spectacular. Yeah. And affordable. You know, it, it keeps guys happy. I mean, especially yeah. now we're doing like on the weekends, we're extremely busy. We do a concept. Uh, it's not really a concept, it's like a brunch, but Dubai brunch is not a brunch. We mm. actually do a brunch, which is breakfast and lunch, yeah. not lunch and dinner and, and nightcaps and drinks or whatever it is. Yeah. So you know, all the, all the places are extremely busy and we do like, it's 99 dirhams. And you know, if you know somebody it's a buy one, get one. Yeah. So it's 49 dirhams per person for like this massive breakfast and lunch and, and, and you can also work in the restaurant. So I, I, I yes. mean, I, they've, they've, they've got connect. It's connected. There's, you can power up your computer and get on the Wi-Fi, eat yeah. and do some work. Yeah. It's, it's great for, it's great for, especially now when, you know, who needs to be in an office sometimes anymore? Yeah. Why do I have to have an office? Why can't I just go into a, into the restaurant, sit down, as you say, order, order a coffee and order lunch and sit there. And that's my office for the day. Get the falafel salad. Yeah. Yeah. Falafel salad <laughs> for lunch. There you go. I'll tell them to order the steak so I can, it's, it's more expensive. There we go. <laughs> Spencer, absolute pleasure to have a conversation with you and, and look forward to picking up this conversation again. Perfect. You have been listening to the Rove Hotel Podcast, and this has been a conversation with Spencer Black. He runs the F&B.